Welcome everybody to the podcast. We had some te- technical is- issues like five seconds in. It was crazy, but we're here. Um, we fixed it. Yeah, we fixed it. Today we got the double box. I'm just trying new shit at this point. Yeah, you know, we're just doing whatever I can. See to what you like. Make it as easy for me, but also enjoyable for like people to watch. You know, I think you want to have a more, a more like on the ball look. Yeah. Of who you're, of who's talking. If you podcast. got two guests, yeah, that's nice. Or two people. Right, I'm actually gonna turn a little to you. I don't know why I'm fucking looking at the camera, um, but yeah. So, Dogcast episode 84. Um, we got Zach Trainer on today, Medford yep. native, UMass Boston student, comp sci. Yep. So he's smart, basically. Uh, he likes <laughs> video games. We have a lot in common. It's beautiful. Yep. Sports. Everything. Yeah. Speaking of sports, actually, you know what? Fucking straight into it. What? happened last night the bill's safety i knew we were gonna talk about so it's this. tuesday by the way this monday night football just happened well barely well this first seven minutes of monday yeah night football like literally happened. first quarter yep and um dude what was that i don't know i literally wasn't even watching the game and because I, I. I, I'm, I'm looking on twitter and i'm seeing everyone's like oh my god like praying for this dude i see jj watt tweeted i'm like what's going on for jj watt to tweet and <laughs> when he tweets it's always like a natural disaster someone dies or he has a heart attack <laughs> like so like i was nervous i was nervous too so then i look at the game i saw the, did you see the clip i did i did see the clip the dude just it looked like a normal hit yeah like he was the one hitting him gets up and then just falls back down yeah i'm also concerned i wonder like did he, like because he snapped his head against the ground because he was fully like uncut. yeah did he also get a concussion too like yeah. i wonder um it's a really uh well first it's a freaky world out there very terrifying so let's not uh take it take for granted a Definitely. lot of things we have. It's moments like that that make me think that way. Yeah. But um, also, what the fuck? Uh, just like, have you ever seen anything like that? No. I mean, the only thing I could think of is I don't know if you watched the Euro um, 2020. Ericsson, he plays for Denmark. Right. He went into cardiac arrest. I don't know if it was during the game, during warm ups or whatever, but he he like literally just fell down on the field they had to get a defibrillator and everything yeah and it saved his life like he was okay but this has never happened in like in the nfl do you know if he's still playing yeah he actually came back he i don't he didn't come back for that tournament but he started playing the next season and he's fine now wow Plays for man you what really they're yeah. nice aren't they he's good yeah i don't know much about soccer Are you yeah. a soccer fan i've been getting into soccer lately because growing up i was always like football basketball baseball and I feel like really the past like year or two, I started watching a lot of soccer. Well, because soccer in reality is the best sport. Because not the best, it's the most loved sport. Most popular. Uh, it's most popular. Yeah. Like everyone, everyone watches soccer. Every country in the world, it's the easiest sport to play. Yeah. It's the easiest, like not to play, but to not to learn, but like to play in terms of like a ball. Understand. You just need a ball. Exactly. And like exactly. an open area. Yeah. And not a lot of play. rules compared to no. like other stuff like i feel like baseball is hard baseball can be kind of easy sometimes you get a wiffle ball bat and a wiffle ball but even that's a little different yeah but like football is hard to like play for real yeah like that's why i feel like i really consider like i played football with my friends all the time growing up but i never played because i never had the pads on yeah. i never ran with the pads i never tried to catch a ball through a helmet just like cutting your peripherals exactly off. it's just completely different yeah absolutely. and shit like this can happen or like you know what's his name damar hamlin yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, hopefully he's okay. I think he's still in critical condition. They literally don't even have like an update right now. I think he's. I don't know if he's breathing on his own or whatever, but he's still in like intensive care, critical condition. So yeah. I don't by know. the time this is up, this comes up on Saturday. 
This will go up on Saturday. So yeah. I hope we know by then. I hope it's good news. Yeah. If not, you know, I'm sorry we're even talking about it, honestly. I know. But, um, yeah, it was just really shocking. Like, you see something like that. Um, it makes me think of, like, other injuries. But nothing's quite like the heart. No. You know? Like, yeah. there's a different feeling you get when... Gordon Hayward snaps his leg yeah. and Kevin Ware snaps his leg yeah. versus the feeling you get when I, I think there's like three degrees to it. There's like the bodily injury like that, mm-hmm. maybe four degrees bodily injury where it's like snap bleeding. If you see like, you ever see the video of the goalie that has neck slit? Yeah. In hockey. That's like seventies like or whatever. Yeah. Like yeah. The, when you see someone gushing blood, that's another feeling. Yeah. Then concussions, the head. Yeah. And then the heart. The heart's the rarest, yeah. but it's definitely, it's not even like the scariest. Like, I'm not, I wasn't scared. Well, I'm just like, you just feel vulnerable. Yeah, and it's hard to tell because I remember when I first saw the clip, that looked like a concussion to me. Because you yeah. remember that clip of Tua? He, earlier yeah. in the season, just like was walking and then just fell down like mm-hmm. limbless. It's like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, you get a little concerned. The concussions are like a... It makes you think of your own brain and like how vulnerable that can be. But yeah. I feel like in sports... Like, it's an obvious thing. Like, we know the, the head is an issue. Like, you got to yeah. take care of it. And, like, it's, it has its own, you know, people really care about yeah. concussions. People really care about breaking your body and bones. Probably wear all these pads, you know. People really care. They don't want you to get any superficial cuts. Yeah. You know. No one, like, what do we, not that you need to, but, like, that's kind of the problem with the heart. There's no. Protection What do you whatever. do? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, he had the pads on. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Sometimes you just get hit the wrong way. Yeah. You walk the wrong way. You, it just pumps irregularly like some it just could like he could be born with it and that's just when it gets triggered like you can't do nothing about that insane like i think of that kid eric's not remember that now i i I don't know like i can't put a picture to it but i remember that happening yeah saying they brought the defibrillator on this one they did cpr on the field on the field for nine minutes which is a long time i think i'm I'm not in the medical field but (laughs) that's a long time i think it is and then um I also think of like Reggie Lewis, who played for the Celtics. I think he died on the court. Oh, I think did he? Yeah, I remember hearing. I about I think Reggie it was Lewis. cocaine influenced. Yeah, this was back in the day. But yeah. still, like a yeah. heart attack on the floor. It's wild. Yeah. Um, I had a teammate in high school. Do you know Valdi? I've heard of Valdi Van Queer. Uh, Valdi's a great guy. We love mm-hmm. Valdi. Love you, Valdi. Um, he ain't watching. But then, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but he had like a heart murmur or something. Really? And he had to wear like a pacemaker. For a little bit. Yeah. And that was really scary. Like, yeah. just to get him back and playing, he was like, I don't, like, you know, it's just like an obvious, like, you don't feel comfortable anymore. Yeah. Not at all. Um, so that's why, I like, the rumor is that they try to get the players, like, to play the game. Yeah. They wanted to do, like, a five minute warm up. But who's going to want to play after seeing your teammate get CPR for that long? You yeah. Know? It's a, and that's why, that's where I think, that's where I think the heart differentiates and becomes the worst possible thing as opposed to everything else. Because, yeah. Every other injury, you go play. Yeah. Even wild concussions. Like Definitely. Nathan Horton's the worst I can think of. When he got, got lit up. Vancouver. He was straight up like this. Yeah. Like yeah. for a minute. And they did, could, didn't come to. Yeah. They play. Whereas this, like it's a heart thing. Yeah. And you just can't play. Because there's no protecting it. There's no like your head, You at least you feel like you can protect. Like, yeah. all right, I'll just go down here. Your heart, you can just just like die yeah. running. Yeah. So everyone gets wigged out. And it's like, with a concussion, even though lingering effects and everything aside, like, you know your teammate's going to be okay, like, probably immediately after they get the attention. Like, they usually regain consciousness and stuff. 
they have no idea if this dude's gonna survive. So it's like, how do you expect them to continue playing after something like yeah, that? Yeah, with, with someone's life in the balance. Yeah, like, like no, he's not okay yet. No so, way. Like you can't, can't um, imagine that. So that's why I feel like it's definitely up to the players to play yeah. in any scenario like that. It's always going to be, it always should be up to the players. Like, I remember when Gordon Hayward got hurt. It was the first game of the season. Yeah. So your legs are just getting under you. It's not like you're, like, in game. I think that changes things. Because if you're in game 30, mm-hmm. right, and you've been playing for a little bit, and, like, you know, your legs feel comfortable underneath you, mm-hmm. that's a different feeling than, like, your first game. The first game, you remember the feeling of the first game yeah. in any sport. Yeah. It's just, like, it's a lot of what ifs. A lot of, you don't really know. Your legs ain't really there yet. Yeah. You kind of feel loose. So, like, you really must feel, like, vulnerable when something like that happens. Yeah. And they kept playing, but then, again, then again, as you said, like, you know he'll be alive. Yeah. And I think if you, even if you remember, like, the Cleveland Celtics game, like, when Gordon Hayward went up for that jump afterwards, like, you could tell players were still shocked playing. And, like, they didn't want to go up for dunks and stuff Mm -hmm. because they just seen this dude snap his ankle. It's like, that stuff sticks with you. Like, even though it's a sport, like, you know, that's scary. Yeah, because I feel like Gordon Hayward was never the same after that because of stuff like that. He wasn't, but the fact that he played is fucking amazing. I broke my nose playing baseball. Yeah. And I was pitching, and the ball came back. Hit me right That's in. my biggest fear playing baseball. I've never actually played like a game, but even when mm. I'm playing with my friends, wiffle ball, even wiffle like ball. I don't want to catch that ball yeah. to my face. Like. I was pitching, and it was a little league, and I was like, it was like the end of little league, so everyone's probably too big for that diamond at that point. And mm-hmm. now I, I'm definitely I'm biased because now I got smoked, yeah. so I can tell everyone for sure we are too close at yeah. 14 years old <laughs> to be smoking with metal bats. Still. Yeah, either. I feel like at a certain age, you have to move them to wooden bats on the small mm-hmm. field or go, keep you can keep the metal bats, but, but put us 90 field. feet away at least, yeah. please. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I threw the ball. It came right back at Like, literally hit me dead center. I had two black eyes and a broken nose. And I just, like, and I remember, well, the next day I took MCAS. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? The, next, the next day I took my standardized testing. Because uh, I didn't have any concussion, I guess. Like, I, was like, I was like, okay, I don't, if that don't do it, I don't know what will. Um, but I had two black eyes. My nose was looking like this. Yeah. It was huge. And uh, I took my MCAS. I was back in the dugout like two days later, just sitting there. I didn't play because, like, you, would it just play? felt like you shouldn't. Yeah. But, like, I could have. Like, it was funny. Yeah. And then I played the outfield a couple games. I hadn't pitched since. It was like three weeks later, and I went to go pitch. He was like, you want to pitch today? I went and coached, and I was like, yeah, great guy. Billy O'Brien. Mm-hmm. Billy O'Brien's. Mm-hmm. Great guy. Yeah. Love Billy. And he put me on the mound, and uh, I was throwing the warm-ups. And I literally, I wasn't even like sad. I just started crying. I really? Was like, I was like, oh, my God. Like, it must have all came back to you. I was like... just like scared. Yeah. Different field and everything. He did it intentionally on a different field. I thought, I think so. And I just, I, I just grabbed the ball. I went off the field. I went to my dad, and I just like was sitting with him for a second. He was like, yeah, you don't got to pitch. Yeah. And I stopped pitching. And then the only thing I liked about baseball was pitching, so I just stopped playing baseball in general. Mm-hmm. So I, even though it's a much more minor experience, I was also younger, so it feels different, but I can I can really relate to, like, understanding, like, when you go back out there, your confidence just feels just feels weird. Yeah. I, I had a mask he, on my face and everything. Yeah. If he comes back from that, do you think he'd even want to ever play again? Like, I don't know. I mean, he might be... Yeah, I was. let's just... And because like I was just gonna say, what he might not even be able to move his legs, but let's just assume like he comes, he's okay. Yeah, let's assume he's okay. In, yeah. in the best case scenario, his body's fine. They say you're okay to you're cleared to play. Yeah. Would you like? 
Honestly, no. And this reminds me, do you remember the Steelers linebacker like three or four Chazier. years ago? Shazier. Didn't he go like paralyzed from like legs down for a couple, like a year or two? And he was working to come back and like eventually he could walk, run and everything. And he's like, I want to play again. I don't know if the team told him no or whatever, but it's like, if I'm in your scenario and I came that close to permanently being damaged from this sport, like, no, like I could not do that. Yeah, like Shazier no way. Was a beast too, dude. He was, uh, a he was so monster. like. I love Shazier. He was gonna have a great career and stuff, but it's like if you came that close, why would you want to risk that again? Right, right. And I think, you know, I heard. I think Felger Maz. You watch any Felger Maz? Sometimes I, like, I hate watching. Felger. Yeah, they're wild. Yeah. Uh, but they were talking, and he said Felger was like, "Well, you know, these guys are a lot of them." You know, athletes in general, I'm not just saying football, but athletes in general, that's your gift. You found your gift. Yeah. Which, like, you know, that's hard to mm-hmm. find what, like, you're good at. Yeah. Really. Um, and so that's their thing. That might, And a lot of them got, took them out of, like, poverty. Mm-hmm. A lot of them, it brought them to a school. You worked your entire life towards something like that, so. So, like, it's hard. Even if it, if it kills you, then let so be it type yeah. of thing. Mm-hmm. And that's where Shay's year, I think, was coming from. I remember two years after he got hurt. It was two years. Mm-hmm. So it took a long time for him to be okay. Yeah. But two years later, that he, he did the pick. He announced the pick for the Steelers. Yep. And he was barely walking yeah like he was like shaking his way to the podium and yeah. i was like oh my fuck and it's God. like you even thought about coming back like that's it's insane it's really yeah. insane so he really obviously you know these guys his decision of course and like whatever he wants to do he wants to do but i was watching a clip actually of him of his days earlier like mm-hmm. maybe weeks earlier he was saying they just did their like uh, the db prayer to like the uh, defensive back prayer that yeah. they do i guess together and he was like yeah. you know it just makes me grateful like you got, you can't take advantage of it because any moment it could all be over. He yeah. was literally just saying that. That's shit. crazy. That's scary. Yeah. So at least he was like a grateful, in a probably in a good space in his life. We can yeah. assume, you know. So maybe there's people. There's plenty of people around him already. Like, yeah. So he's got a lot of good vibes going his way. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Couldn't be me though. Yeah. I, I mean, it's I hard broke for my nose. Us. I thought I was fucking yeah. dying. It's yeah. hard for us to sit here and say, "Well, we keep playing," because it's like we didn't work our entire life and feel that joy of. You know, like you said, coming out of poverty and like make like everyone around you, like you you can help them. But from where I am right now, I just could not see how someone could do that. But I get the feelings that yeah. go into it. Because even like I'm not like poor or nothing, but like even just the idea of just like you, I, I the, the ability to make you and your family financially stable for generations, it must be very appealing. Yeah, you know, like I always say, like for a certain amount of money, I just like I. If, if I could guarantee my family and people around me, like, a certain amount of money, I don't know what that amount would be. It would be a lot. Yeah. I'd just, like, die. Honestly, I don't... Yeah. It's a it's little like, morbid, but, like, at some price, there's more, a price but for But I it. get that, yeah. If I could go like this, press a button, and, like, everyone in my fam- family would be given $500 million, like... You're kind of selfish. You, <laughs> in my opinion, you're a little selfish if you're not at least thinking about it. You know, make, maybe making, like, breaking out the yellow legal pad and putting a pros and cons list together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's just all I'm saying. That's like, all right, pros, everyone is fine. Yeah. Is all I, as for certain. Cons, I won't be there. Yeah. It's know. like how much, that just comes down to how much you value your life at that point. But it's like, 
your family members would be like, no, like I yeah. would not want any amount of money. Yeah. But well, <laughs> no. <laughs> true. I you, if you ask my family that, I'm sure my sister or something would, would like, name a price a clue, like six hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> if you buy me the new Xbox or something, I'll be I'm good. Yeah. Like, I'm in. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I always think about that. I don't know why I always think about that, but I'm just like, yo, like, what, what what's the price? Yeah. What's the price on that? What's the price on, on my life? Where do I value myself at? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I I've been thinking about more because I I've been looking for jobs. Yeah. So I'm trying to find like a job that compensates me for what I what I believe I am. Like, what, yeah. For what I believe I'd bring in. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, it's hard to find that entry. But like, I wonder in ten years, like, what will my valuation be? Yeah. How much? Do, stake do i put on that number too like you're mm-hmm. making one hundred fifty thousand. do you feel like you're worth is that like what you are yeah like i don't know what what, what will you be doing for work after school it's funny that you mentioned looking for jobs because i'm looking for internships right now which right. is kind of like what you need to get your foot in the door and like eventually get that first job so i'm applying to internships right now just a whole bunch of different ones i'm doing comp sci which a lot of like Comp sci is like a very broad degree. Like you, it's computer science. Like there's so much that goes into that that a lot of people don't know. There's more within that degree than all the other stuff combined. Yeah. I feel like. Probably, Because computers are just, they're everything. Yeah. And in my opinion, I wouldn't be surprised if it eventually got, it already is. Like some people major in software engineering, which is like under the umbrella of computer science. But um, I kind of want to go into like software. Like I like making things. I like getting an objective like hearing from someone and working to make something that actually works and you can see and stuff okay what kind of thing would you be building so at least from what i've done in class and stuff like i've made websites i've made like simple like little programs like games and stuff that you can play um like pong type of stuff yeah like that type of stuff um but like i don't that's another like it's kind of i don't really know where i want to like where exactly i want to go i've always said software is what caught my interest initially but maybe when i'm in the field i find something that i actually really enjoy like because there's like machine learning out there there's like cybersecurity. like i could find something that piques my interest more but that's kind of why i wanted to go with the computer science degree because you just have so many options like my biggest thing coming out of high school is like i can't choose one thing i want to do like coming out of high school, I loved history. Like mm, you know, too. loved politics. I know and you did like love that. history. Loved yeah. it, and it's like obviously computer science. You're not going to be working like in like with history and everything directly, but it, it's applicable everywhere. Like it if is. you're making websites, you can work with people who do historical type things. I don't know. It's just you, could. you know, it's like it's a very broad field. You know, it's kind of reminds me in a way. It's like I mean, it's obviously that's just like a piece of it. Like the whole idea of like engineering stuff on. Mm-hmm. Like, you can also do, there's a bunch of other things you can do with computer science, but that way you describe, like, that type of engineering, it makes me think of marketing in a lot of ways, which yeah. is what I do, where, like, I could, like, I did my internship for a business-to-business um, security camera company. Yeah. Which would be a completely different marketing strategy and, like, different, you're working with different materials and stuff, mm-hmm. as opposed to if I was doing for the Celtics. To yeah. business to consumer for you could also do business to business for the Celtics like yeah. I oh, how, oh we need to sponsor ourselves it's like no 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 you're not working with consumers we're trying to sponsor to like local bars and stuff like see if we can like you know whatever yeah so there's different avenues for everything when it comes to marketing and that's why it's a very versatile degree as well but that's the same 
thing. And that's where I feel like people don't realize most degrees have that type of versatility to them. Yeah. You know, there's a couple that don't, but those would be like nurses. Yeah. And usually people who go into those degrees, like, know that's what they want to yeah, do. Yeah, exactly. People like us, like, we don't want to end up in a dead end, like, holy shit, like, I hate my job. Like, yeah, yeah. you want to have those opportunities to go somewhere else. Exactly. So, so I feel like, like that's the most important Yeah, thing. unless you know what you want to do, it's okay to not. It's exactly. Kind of the, exactly. Yeah. You know, because if you know what you want to do, if you want to be a teacher, you should become a teacher. Yeah. If you want to be a nurse, you should become a nurse. Yeah. Doctor, you become a doctor. Not that that's easy, but like, the path. You, you got the path. Whereas, like, us, like, we don't know, so we pick something we like. Yeah. Computer science, history, communications, like, whatever it may be. Like, I'm taking a digital media courses now, like, just to open up a couple more avenues. Yeah. And um, then you can fall into a place for you from there. Yeah. Just you need, like, some skills. Definitely. You know? What would you say you learn the most from, like, school? I mean, first of all, when I went into it, I thought computer science was just programming. So I actually understood what the major was and everything like that. Um, I don't like, I, th it's going to sound corny, but I feel like one of the things I learned most is a lot of people, especially like the gifted people in the tech field that I'm in, it's like, cause there's plenty of people who are gifted, like the really smart kids, like going to go work for Google and everything. It's like, right. you can be really smart in what you know, but a lot of people, especially, I don't, I don't want to generalize, but comp sci majors, like they can't, they get so wrapped up in being so book smart and everything that they forget the most important part of what you're doing is working with others and stuff right. like that. Because if you're making, say, like if you're, if you're working on, I don't know, like if you're in just general, if you're making a software for someone and the customer's trying to tell you what they want, but like it's just like some people like you'd be surprised wouldn't even be able to like hold a conversation or something like that and it's mm -hmm. like it doesn't matter how smart you are how much like programming languages and all this you know and maybe i'm like i just like because sometimes i feel like an, like i get imposter syndrome where i'm like do i really deserve to be here because like maybe i don't know as much as these others but i'm yeah. like as long as you are able to talk to people and work through something and that's the whole, that's really the whole job is because even if you don't know something, like no one's going to know everything you work with someone, you'll figure that out. That's every job. Really? That's, yeah. In a lot of ways. It's so just that's applicable. What, that's yeah. what a lot of people, it's kind of why I think you said like, this might be corny because it's what a lot of people say yeah. about college. Like you learn like how to work with people. Yeah. Cause like, or at least like you get to practice being able to work with people. Cause I know like that's something I've always been good at, mm -hmm. but it's just like good to be able to put it in put it to work yeah you know see what i can do with um with what i have with the teammates i have group mate, group members whatever um you know so there's a lot to be said about that yeah. i think um with computer science something that i've been interested in maybe learning some things about like learning how to code yeah stuff like that i feel like it's just such like, an obvious path for the future and mm -hmm. um for like society in general yeah do you feel like because I feel like I, I kind of have like a somewhat of a finger on the pulse of like what like the marketing and sales world will be like going forward. Do you feel like you have any idea like what like? So I feel like another reason I went to computer science is because at least I feel it's going to be a secure job market. Yeah. Like you see how dependent like our like everything we do is like dependent on computers now. So like there's always going to be a market, I feel like, for that. Um, and I mean... Like, there's some people, like, I remember I've seen something the past, like, month or two that really took off was, like, this, it's, like, AI that can actually make programs Jet and everything. Chat GPT. Chat like, GPT, exactly. And 
I've been seeing people who are like freaking out. They're like, oh my God, like they're going to come for our jobs and everything. Like there's not going to be any like room for programming and everything like people like me. And it's like, like I said, like programming is just one part of the job. Like mm. you can spit into what you, if you know exactly what you want, which no one ever does, they can spit right. that into a bot and may, hopefully they can get the right thing, which right now it doesn't look like it is because it's usually just pulling data and stuff from like, I've, I've seen people say it pulls from like Stack Overflow, which is like a very popular computer science website. People go for questions and stuff like it's pulling questions from that. And it doesn't even know if those questions are right. Like, it's just giving you that information. It's like, Here yeah. you, what you, here's what you asked for. And there's no telling if it worked. Granted, the more you ask questions and stuff, it is getting smarter because it's learning and everything like that. Does but, that scare you at all? I mean... That it can literally learn? It, it's a, I don't know. Because, like, that's kind of... If you're in machine learning, like, that's what you want. You want the computer to become super smart like that. Mm. But it's like, if... I don't know. People say, like, are so worried about, com like, robots taking our job and stuff. It's like, if a com computer becomes that smart, I, I, personally, I don't feel like the job market is, like, the biggest worry, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, right, <laughs> If right, you have some right. super friggin' thing like that, like, who knows what it could do, but... I don't so know. when you say coming for our jobs, do you mean like you specifically as a computer science major? Yeah. Or do you feel like just people in general feeling like I any think job could be taken It over? goes everywhere because do you remember that um, this was like a few months ago now, there was like a bot that made artwork. Do you yeah, remember that? Yeah. People, that was, artists were like complaining. They're like, this thing is like taking work and like, like it's not authentic, you know, like, and it's like taking their jobs because now people, if they want a drawing or whatever, they can just input whatever they want and get something spit out and they have all these options they can change whatever they want and i remember like i've i saw like different like artists online and stuff were complaining about that and now it's funny that chat gpt came out because now it's like all the programmers are laughing at them and now the programmers are shitting themselves about yeah. losing their job so i don't it, you could say like it might just be my field at risk but I don't know. It could go anywhere. You never know where it's gonna go. I'm I'm sure there's some jobs like marketing that have robot. Like you can't get a uh, robot to market, but hey, I not mean, right now at least. That's but. the thing. I feel like at some point you'll be able to get a robot to do most things. Yeah, and that's like that's in my opinion that should be the goal. Like I feel like we're using technology to make our lives easier. The goal, like if you get a robot that smart that it can do these certain jobs for us, then we can actually spend more time working on other things or actually enjoying our lives, you know, like, so, well, there's, that's, that kind of, and where then it the gets into like the Wally -E scenario where, you're yeah, like, that's where the question comes of like, okay, so say we have computers doing most of the shit for us. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and then we're like, all right, we can focus on the more, the more important things. Like it's just doing all the shit. Well, then what if, it, what if computers get good, get better at us than, even the more important things. Yeah. So now the computers are better than us across the board at all the work we do. Mm -hmm. So now we don't have work. So, all right. So what can we do? We can entertain. We can make entertainment. We can make art. We can make blah, blah, blah. Let's think about some of the best artists and some of the best musical artists and anything in the world. Create the best entertainment mm -hmm. ever often comes from a place of like, it's like a dark place and like a bad place. Like, you know, like you'll, you'll hear like, Who's a good example that isn't in, under a lot of fire right now? That's hard to find. First person I thought was Kanye. So that ain't, that ain't yeah, definitely not him right now. Fuck. Who's a, any artist? Literally just name an artist. Any of them. Lil Baby. Let's go Lil, Lil Baby. Baby, right? Okay. Right? He came from the hood. He came yeah. from projects. 
and he made a lot of money in the hood selling weed. Mm-hmm. And he said he wouldn't stop selling weed until he made more money rapping. Yeah. And when Young Thug showed him that he could, that's when he started rapping. Mm-hmm. But a lot of his material, a lot of like what makes his rap good is that he can talk about that game and that side. And like it's a hustle, it's different, you mm-hmm. know, like life that we don't live. Yeah. And that's why it's appealing. So I wonder if you take away all those struggles, take away all the work, take away all the bullshit, will uh, the art will result to only all making art? We'll all become these fucking earthy, crunchy, arty people, artsy, farty yeah. people. But we have no struggle to draw it from, so it's just all gonna be fucking boring art. Yeah, I I don't know honestly. Like, you can't even comprehend a world like that. Like, yeah, the only things that we'll probably have good art from is like anybody that has mental illness. Like, you're just born. But then, well, who fucking no, we won't because genetic uh, yeah, editing. They're gonna they're gonna fix. So they'll that. be all fixed. No more bipolar people. <laughs> Fuck that. You know, like one of Kanye is a good example for this one because he made Yay, which is like that blue album with the yeah with, yeah. The, with the mountains for mm-hmm. people that don't know, and. Uh, I love that album. Yeah. It's a lot about his like struggle with mental illness. Yeah. Not anymore. If we, if we work with the genetic coding, we have all these AIs doing all this all, all the bullshit work. So I think a lot of what drives us forward and a lot of what like makes us push mm-hmm. and a lot of the best work comes from people that have like struggled yeah. immensely. That's what makes so us if you take away the struggle you unique. Yeah. Then are but do we become just one fucking gummy gum society if you just yeah. take away all the struggles i i mean that seems like it'd be the case because I, I don't know like if everyone has the same upbringing and stuff like that then yeah everyone's just gonna be unique but i don't like is, do you think that's what the world would look like like because like even if we solve all issues in our country there's friggin you know all these like you know third we world countries and everything like again, that. You think? not conquering <laughs> not conquering but i'm saying like I wouldn't mind. even if we fix our issues like there's still going to like there's a whole world out there there's still going to be people who have a different upbringing than you mm-hmm. they li- like they they saw different things than you like you know like i feel like there's always going to like i don't know like i i think there's going to be that uniqueness but if it eventually spreads and there's no problems in the world and stuff, then yeah, it's like that's the when we start going to space. Yeah, we gotta go to space and make problems. <laughs> Literally, we, we will make problems to make sure we can keep solving them. I think that the nuclear fusion thing's huge. Huge. Like, yeah, we can now create energy. At least we're on the path to being able to do that. Yeah. At, at a at a rate which would like run things. Yeah. Like okay, so that's that wipes away like half our issues. Yeah. Because if we can do that. You can do anything. Yeah. So we are now entering a state, and of course with the way AI is going and computers, we're entering like a godhood. You know, we're kind of becoming like a godish Almost, yeah. being. Uh, and I consider us, you know, there's a reason empathy exists. Yep. You can feel when someone else is feeling something because we're connected. Definitely. You know, uh, and I think you feel it a little less. Some people feel a little more with animals, but some people feel less with I feel that way, but sometimes less with animals. Like if I see like a dead animal, I feel like a little bit of empathy for life. Yeah. Because we're earthly. You exactly. know, we're all earth together. Yep. But humans specifically. So we're tied in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess our closest relative is mush- mushrooms. Really? And mushrooms are tied that way too. Like they can connect. Like they feel like they feel each yeah. other. Yeah. And like they can speak without speaking. It's like mm-hmm. they talk to each other for acres and acres and acres. Yeah. Um. And so I feel like, in that sense, we are one, like, being. We're, like, humans. We mm-hmm. are a, like, 
species. We're all working. Think of it. We're always trying to be mad productive. We're all yeah. trying to make things super efficient, do all this shit. So really, we're just one thing mm-hmm. trying to become like a god that we, that, you know, you ever see the Matthew McConaughey acceptance speech where he says, who are you chasing? Who are you chasing? I'm chasing me in five years. Yeah. You ever seen that? No, I haven't, but. Well, you understand the, yeah. the process, yeah. though? That's what we're doing. We've, been, we've made up these gods because that's what we want to be. Yeah. Like, we want to be life-giving, life-creating. And if we can edit genes, we can create energy, literally, which mm-hmm. sounds fucking weird even to say. We yeah. create energy. We have robots doing all the busy work for us because I feel like that's its best use. Fucking have them sweep in. Yeah. Have the robots sweeping. Have the robots making burgers at McDonald's. Because no, no one wants to do that shit. I know it's a struggle in its own sense, but like no rappers talking about McDonald's. Yeah. They're talking about like struggling a different way. Yeah. Um, so I guess just those senses. And then if you can do all that, we can, you know, Musk bringing us all over the fucking place to yeah. Mars and shit. What if we start like planting civilization in yeah. our area? So then we're, we are literally God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that like... You, like you said, being a human is kind of like, it's a changing definition. You're, you're chasing yourself, the future and everything. If we get to a point that it's like, like our, our, our basic goal is survival. So right. if we solve all problems at home, then the only way, like the only like path we got to go is like outwards. Like we're going to Mars, whatever, Look, who knows what technology we'll have to make it to other planets and stuff. But then before you know it, we just got this like galactical being. Like yeah, we're gonna end start. up being fucking weird looking. Like we're gonna be maybe going yeah. to other areas and just being. Maybe like, we'll here's stumble life. upon another like you know being. And then, if you believe in aliens, yeah. Which... And then at that rate, you wonder like, all right, well then, did someone do that to us? Yeah. Like if because I feel like that's what we do. We go to other places. And we like spread our like our reach. You know, mm-hmm. we like plant people. So maybe we're gonna reach a certain level. Like okay, we got all this shit. Once we get all that stuff figured out, because we've gone a long time without an extinction. So the goal by, and this is under the impression we've been planted here. Yeah. Say we were planted here. Yeah. And the goal is for us to rise to this point. No matter what, this is our destiny is to rise to this point. Yeah. We are built with that genetic coding to want to be effective and grow. Expand. Once we get there, all of a sudden we're going to tap into this new technology where we can communicate and we start like, you know, we say like we pick up the metaphorical phone and we're like, hello. What if a bunch of civilizations across the universe are like, yo, they <laughs> made, made it. it. You made Y'all it. Y'all made it. Like, right. We weren't thinking you yeah, were going to we, make yeah, it. Yo, 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 we had some bets in the pool. We, we saw thought, racism. Like, yeah, we, we saw racism. None of us have done that shit. None of us. That was just y'all. Shit was crazy. We, we literally have never done racism. Y'all did that so shit. That shit was crazy. Pull up. Like, and then yeah. like. We try hanging out with fucking gods. And then we're all just gods together. That's yeah. all they were waiting for was just us to get to that point. Yeah. Or it's That'd like, what if, I love that quote. Have you ever heard that quote? Because I love like reading and learning about space and stuff. It's yeah. like that quote that it's like either, I forget who said it, either we're like not alone in the universe or we are. Like both are equally as terrifying. And I'm like, <laughs> right. damn. Like right. if we are alone, then we just have like this almost infinite space and like what if earth is a starting point and we just expand from there and bef- like yeah we are like what if we're the beginning of the timeline and and of billions what I of was years saying, down the later like, what if like we in like yeah in a billion years we're getting that phone call that yeah. i'm talking about like yeah we reached because i mean we've reached a weird point where like 
you know, a lot of people are like, oh, like, humans are kind of self-centered. We think of ourselves as, like, as gods, like I'm saying right now. Yeah. But in reality, like, that's kind of where it's coming, you know? It's where it's coming to. Obviously, there might be a fucking being out there in the universe that, like, we haven't discovered yet that literally can just go planet to planet, no issue, mm-hmm. fucking mm-hmm. Can travel at light speed just by thinking, like, whatever. Yeah. So, obviously, there's things we don't know. But as for the life that we know and the desolate area around us, you know, that's a lot of space. Mm-hmm. We're pretty much as good as it gets. Yeah. You know, in terms of our ability to maybe outlast what, you know, we feel is like the impending doom of nature. Mm-hmm. You know, like a solar flare would fuck us up. Still exactly. Right but if we get to a certain point where we can move to another solar system, we could be seated in multiple areas. Exactly. So it's like not as big of a risk. Cause... It's like mutual funds <laughs> as opposed to like a one stock. Putting it all in one like basket. Right now a, we're AMC. Spreading it out. Yeah. We're AMC. We're right putting now. it all. And we're just, you know, we bust it down sometimes, sometimes, you know, then racism. And then, and then we bust it down and more, more, then, you know, more racism. Yeah. Um, but really what we need to do is just transfer to like a Berkshire Hathaway Diverse portfolio. Diversify our portfolio to multiple, not just multiple solar systems, multiple galaxies one Mm -hmm. day. Yeah. Intergalactic travel. Yeah. You know, that'll be like, you know, I wonder what different, what, how different people would look if we placed half the humans on Earth. Say we took half Mm -hmm. and we put them in a different solar system. Yeah. And after like four, like a certain amount of generations, like how different would they look? Like, well, yeah, they'd probably look weird as shit. Yeah. It depends on how that environment they're in is looking, but they definitely look weird than us. No, I haven't. I haven't seen the first one. Like, listen, Avatar is a movie I've heard everyone talk about, but like, I just have never seen it, and I don't want to go see the second one because I haven't seen the first one. So I gotta, I gotta That's do me something right here. Now. This is me right now. I don't know what this is, but this is me. This is me right now and here right now. Um, someone told me the other day someone else hadn't seen it, and I was like, "Why?" Not, and I'm not even like a fucking huge Avatar fan. It's not like I'm yeah. sitting here like, "Dude, Avatar is yeah. the best movie ever." It was just such a big deal at the time that I'm surprised people didn't see it. But yeah. we were eight. Yeah, we were young. We exactly. Were yeah. So like, t- for me to act like I was like paying attention is silly. Yeah. But I just wanted to see the 3D big blue creatures. Honestly, yeah. I think when I went to go see that movie, I got really sick because I, really? I had the like, CGI the and all CGI that. CGI yeah. and like, and, like the, I was watching it in 3D. Oh, wow. And like for a little bit, you know, I was early in 3D stage. I think sh- people were getting sick watching yeah. shit like that. Yeah. So I got sick watching it. But then I watched it again a couple times as I've gotten older, and I watched it again a couple months ago in preparation. And I'm like, damn, this movie's just fucking cool. Because yeah. that's the end of it. That's the end-all, be-all of this movie. It's just fucking cool. Yeah. And then Way of Water, Avatar Way of Water, first of all, the name. Yeah. You know? Like, it looks real. dope. Like, it's all underwater and, it's and everything so like that. Like, fucking cool. Yeah. It's not even, like, a good storytelling. That's what I, I heard. The biggest appeal of it is it's, like, it's not like a Marvel where you have to know everything that's going on and everything no. or, like, watch other movies to understand yeah, it, no. like, in the universe. Like, it's just a dope-looking movie. And it that's why, like, it doesn't have, like, a Stan fan base. It's just got a bunch of people like you who, like, say, like, it's like, it's just awesome. Like, wow, that was fun for my eyes. Yeah. That's really what yeah. it is. just fun for my eyes. Yeah. Which yeah. is, like a good thing for a movie like it kind of reminds me of like i think of it like music music you don't have to, you don't watch music mm-hmm. you don't taste music yeah the only thing you do to music is you listen yeah and then your brain obviously comprehends of course but like you just listen to music you don't mm-hmm. feel it um movies were, is like a the reason why i always say movies and tv shows are better than books is because it's a multi-medium so you can utilize visual and audio yeah 
to as opposed to reading, which is just text, yeah, just text, and I guess which is just comprehension. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not even really. Sometimes you can use audio, I guess. But um, I always say movies and TVs. Uh, the best movie or TV show is better than the best book, just because that's just like it's you can take two. Yeah, it fixes two problems at once. I agree with but that. But they're still fucking great books. Yeah. Yeah, and the best TV show and best movie is better than the best better than the best song, but they're still fucking amazing songs. Definitely. So what this is is just like a, a song for your eyes. It's like <laughs> a painting, a beautiful, beautiful painting. Yeah, and it just moves, mm-hmm. and it's gorgeous, and you can tell like you being a guy that does comp side, like I feel like you have a, a real deep appreciation. Not that you do fucking CGI, CGI or anything, but you like understand yeah. like. Just what would probably have to go into oh, that. Oh, yeah, a lot. Yeah. Whereas, like, me, I'm just like, wow, they really put those ones and zeros in there, huh? That's binary right there. I can't get out of those stages. So I feel like you'll definitely, you'd really appreciate yeah. it. Even the one from, I, I just rewatched the old Avatar. Like, ten, 10 years ago Dude, it was, it right? Looked, it, yeah. was, it was 2009, so. It was, like, groundbreaking. 14 like, years ago. That's crazy. Right. 13 years ago, really. But it was groundbreaking at the time. and uh, But even still today, it looks great. Mm-hmm. Looks, It's a great, it's a beautiful-looking movie even today. Yeah. And Because uh, it set the standard for today. Mm-hmm. And now this one, I feel like, has like taken another, not as big, but another step forward. Yeah. And he has like three more lined up. So it's like, I got to see these before these next three come out. Because, you know, you said there's no super fans yet, but there will be yeah, within probably. the next five years. Because yeah. they're coming out, I think, like, Two years, and yeah. another two years. The next one's supposed to be like fire, like volcanoes or something. Oh I'm like, I can't imagine what that's going to look it's like. Because gonna... he, he probably was sitting there like, yo, we got new tech yet? And they were like, yeah. And then he's like, we're going to do earth, water, and fire. And it's like, that's what Avatar did, the real, like the other Avatar. And you know, like, you're kind of stealing their entire flow and name. He's yeah. like, what the fuck you say to me? These people are huge and blue, dog. And we're gonna are they big and blue? It's like, nah, they're not big. Okay, so shut up. <laughs> the Smurfs did that shit. Yeah. Fucking. Got these oversized Smurfs swimming. Shit's crazy. <laughs> no, they're really cool though. The different looking. These ones are like different looking. These Avatar people. Yeah. And they kind of what I was saying. I'm not spoiling anything. I don't think. Uh, they just have like the water people he he meets. Mm-hmm. They have like wider arms. Yeah. And they have like the like the the webbing's a little bit bigger. So they kind of look similar to the original beings, but. You can see where the evolution took. Right, them. they're they're lighter toned because they're underwater mm-hmm. or under cabanas, whereas yeah. the other ones are tr- they're tree people. So like they like swing and like they got they're stronger. Yeah, but they don't like. And I wish a lot of things I wish about the movie. I wish I I'll wait a couple months to talk about it. Like about things I'll have to have someone on that I like <laughs> that that um seen watched that seen yeah. it because. Uh, there's some things I want to discuss about that movie one day, but you'll, you gotta watch it. I will. You gotta watch it. I promise I will, because so many people are, it came out like two weeks ago or something, and it's still like, it's keeping its pace in the box office. Like, it's not dropping or anything. Usually, like, after the first week, that's when it sells the most, but it's like staying steady. Yeah, this is the fourth week, I think. So the first week was like super big, and then, well, it's usually like the weekend, like that. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday yeah. is like a whole another day of time. Yeah. It's just literally the drop. Mm-hmm. But then the first week, the end of first week, second week, and third week were all pretty much the same mm-hmm. pace. And then this week, I think it's shaping up to be very similar. My theater was pretty packed. Yeah. That I because, went yeah, I heard a lot of people are... Did you see it in IMAX? I did not. I should have, though. Because I feel like I heard a lot of people who were saying they either went and saw it in like a normal theater or they're waiting to go see it in IMAX, IMAX. because obviously IMAX can't hold as many, but... 
then like they're gonna see it again and it's just like a whole new level of appreciation my uh my project for my capstone i did my capstone this past past semester uh which is like the big project to enter college whatever um and so for me it was strategic management and you have to take a failing business and bring it and like change the direction like how would you change the direction of yeah. it to then to to apply to like today's standards and like whatever so i chose amc it's a good idea yeah and so our idea was kind of all over the place just make it this big entertainment center whatever doesn't that's irrelevant but the cool thing about it was the thing that i noticed was in, in terms of the imax thing people go to the movie still mm-hmm. but just like a little thing people don't know about it. like the biggest thing about the best-selling movies i think i, I looked it up the best-selling movies, if you're just going by a total amount, like the top 10 have all been in the past 20 years, but if you're going by in proportion to inflation, mm-hmm. in proportion, like, I think seven of the top 20 have still been in the past, like, 15 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is like, you know, movies have been coming out for hundreds of years. So movies are actually bigger now than they've ever been. Yeah. The biggest movies are bigger now than they've ever and been. And you saw that, like, especially with COVID, like, HBO Max and stuff was trying to just go straight to, like, streaming and stuff. And... People are like, no, like we enjoy the experience of going and seeing this with other people in like a big room. Mm. Like, it's just you can't you can't replicate yeah. that at home. Like yeah, on dog, streaming, I can't pull it up on my laptop. Like, yeah, it's just not up. the same. Yeah, the, the speakers ain't the same. Shit ain't the same. So at least until it is, movies will always movie theater will always have people in it. At least the IMAX ones. Yeah, you know, like where it's a real a real different experience. Like mm-hmm. you can feel the water. Mm-hmm. going through i can only imagine i want to watch an imax now because i watched uh wakanda forever mm. in imax mm-hmm. and dog that That's shit crazy. was fucking bussing yeah. in imax did you watch it i haven't but i know what you're talking about because whenever i go to the movies it's usually always imax i don't go to the movies that much but if there's a movie i really want to see i'm usually trying to go to an imax theater just because it's a freaking completely different experience mm-hmm. you know i feel like the movies for me I'm such a huge fan of the movies, and I think it's one of the most underrated things you can do with your money. And like, some tickets have gotten expensive nowadays, especially for an IMAX. But if yeah. you're not, if you're not like, if you don't need the IMAX, to watch a new movie, a really good movie in a beautiful theater, you can spend like thirteen dollars. Yeah, and like everyone's like, deal. "Well, I need a popcorn for ten dollars." Like, no, you don't. <laughs> Stick you in don't your need own snacks. Bring you them go, from go home. Go to the Dollar Tree. <laughs> spend six dollars. And ha- and be legit full like a big gluttonous. They're not checking you anymore. You could be a like, gluttonous is- freak for six dollars. <laughs> you can get two DCs. You can get two things of candy, yep. and then two bags of chips mm-hmm. or popcorn. You could even get. Yep. Can, I've got. I've brought in a big bag of popcorn like this big. Yeah, and they don't care. And they don't give a fuck. Yeah. No one cares. Everyone they want you. And that those snacks and stuff aren't gonna. They're gonna hit different than if you just. Would stay right. home like a fucking lazy piece of shit. Yeah, and and watch sat there sat on your <laughs> like, TV oh. on your couch. Ooh, nom, nom, nom. Like, dude, I want to eat a Twizzler in the middle of a. It fucking just hits AMC different, theater. you know. And it's only thirteen dollars, and you can go watch a, a great, great movie. And then what people don't know you can do, well, because you can't theoretically, just if you want to watch multiple movies, just stay, look for the tickets that haven't been bought yet, and then sit in those seats. Yeah. No. F- Theaters are rarely jammed up. Anymore. Unless it's a brand new movie, like almost yeah. never. A, jam- a brand new, like, groundbreaking movie. Yeah. Like, I went to go see Top Gun Maverick like, I, a couple I, weeks I after it came out. I want to see that. I have not seen that. It was great in the theater. Yeah. I, I watched a lot of movies. So mm-hmm. I went to go see that, and it was a couple weeks later. It was literally just, uh, I went with Kira. It was mm-hmm. just me and Kira in the theater. Really? The, the entire, we had the whole thing to ourselves. It was so much fun. Yeah. 
That's um, awesome. Yeah, it was great. And uh, it was just like, so you can go to these other movies right after. No mm-hmm. one's fucking no checking. One's checking. No one that. cares. Yeah. So uh, I feel like the movie's underrated experience. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think the last one I went to was actually Batman in March. And oh, I want to see that too. I, mean, I saw it in Colorado, and it was like, I remember it was nighttime downpouring because we went to the midnight showing, and you just you remember that vibe that you like experience going to see that movie if it was like raining and stuff chilly night like that sticks with me because now when i go outside it's rain and it's dark out i'm like i feel like i'm in batman right yeah, now it, because i just saw the movie like that, like that. oh exa- it fit perfectly ours was a rain a rainy night too. i went with the boys at, uh, mm-hmm. and on claire street um a couple college friends and uh it was it was a ball great yeah, movie too. i love that movie it was great awesome movie. long movie but it was still keeps your attention yeah it does it does a good job it's like because it's like a mystery it's a mm-hmm. mystery film and i think it's a really good direction for the dc i really hope they go that direction i hope they figure Don't, it out <laughs> the biggest issue with everything right now is they're trying to be marvel mm-hmm. which is doing two things one it's ruining their own shit yeah and two it's ruining marvel yeah because now marvel i love i love i love marvel too i've watched everything multiple multiple times okay Every show, multiple times, yeah. everything. At yeah. least two, three, maybe four times through mm-hmm. the whole entire series. All the movies, all the shows. And I'm I'm even like, oh my god, some of these shows that they're putting out, I'm like, guys. Like, it's a lot now. It's a lot, and it's just like fucking, it's very light, it's very, it's so light and bright, and it was such a good, like, a breath of fresh air at yeah. the time, but, you know, when every fucking movie is like this bright superhero movie with a lot of comedy and stuff. It's old. It's boring, so yeah. they need to do other shit. So the Marvel can keep doing that. A couple serious films here and there, but like if DC can really stick with the rated R, like Ooh, yeah. they, that's what they that's do the, best. That's you like Joker? Fucking... Did you oh, like Joker? That was another great. amazing movie. Like amazing that, movie. they need to stick with that. But like you said, they tried. Like they just released Black Adam and stuff. It's like they're trying to be Marvel. You're not gonna be Marvel. Yeah, like, fucking stop. You're not. Yeah. Gonna, you're not gonna do it. And if you do, the the best you can succeed is by. Maybe making Marvel stuff seem stale, but you're just not going to sell like Marvel anyway, so they're going to beat you out in that way, too. Mm-hmm. So, if you're DC, you got to just stick with the rated R. I don't know why they're so fucking scared. I don't know either. I know it, like, sells us, but it really doesn't, because these movies have done fine. Mm-hmm. Deadpool did fine. Yeah. Like, these movies are fucking fine. Mm-hmm. Make them rated R. Exactly. We're, we'll, we'll go. Yeah. Like, we're 18. We'll, we'll go. talk I, about it. We'll tell other people I to see it. I promise you, the comic book fans, the real comic book fans out there, are all over 18. Mm-hmm. So who gives a fuck if exactly. you're swearing? Like, yeah. who gives a fuck? Mm-hmm. And it'd be funny because, like, I think about in the Marvel movies, one of them, uh, I think Iron Man says something like, oh, oh shit, or like, oh, or, or like, not shit, something like, oh, bitch, whatever, yeah. something like. Yeah. And Captain America goes, language, Captain America goes, language. I remember that scene. Yeah, actually. right, right. And he's like, good cap, just say language. If he was like, oh, fuck you, Cap. If Iron Man said that shit, oh, fuck you. Or like, hey, she's a cunt. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Then you could understand Cap saying something. Yeah. And I think it would add a little more to it. You could show people getting fucking murdered. Mm-hmm. That'd be Not sick. Just, yeah. If Hope fucking Rip pounds a on person someone, in half, <laughs> oof. I'd think that there's just a whole. I'd respect Hulk to a new level. Like, right. there's a whole unlocked, um, like market there. Yeah, I think that you're definitely gonna see. I don't know if it'll be in that direction, but especially Marvel, I I feel like they're definitely gonna have to change up their game because I feel like, it like I don't know. I feel like a lot of people are talking about how it is getting stale and stuff, and there's so much content. It's mm-hmm. superhero, superhero, like just so much being shoved down your throat. Like people are starting to get sick of it. So I, I just, I wonder where you even like go from there. I feel like, um, 
I'm a big fan of the word consolidating. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, you got all these things now. And I feel like that's kind of what they're going to do just based off like what the plan looks like based on the movies coming out. Like, they have more Avengers movies coming. So they're going to bring it all together. Yeah. But I think by, by consolidating, I want them to just, you know, why does Shang-Chi... Did you watch Shang-Chi? No. It was cool. It was really, really good. It was like kind of kung fu Yeah. The action in it was great. Mm-hmm. I love the action in it. Um, but why does he have his own movie right now? Like, yeah. we never had seen it before. It doesn't show... I think it shows like two characters from other movies. We don't really know much about it. It doesn't play into the overall thing much at all. Yeah. And at least not yet. And I feel like you can't do that. You can't introduce all these characters like like that was what you had to do in the beginning because you had to start from somewhere mm-hmm. but now you have a bunch of storylines mm-hmm. so you can build them out from these other things i think now they're trying to like they're like all right we're gonna just kill iron man we're gonna have captain america gone we're just gonna have to rebuild again yeah you don't have to you had yeah. all the shit you got you already got the foundation like i get like they're trying to kind of redo what they did in the first phase where it's like yeah. they had to do all these solo films because you didn't like there was no universe yet like yeah. you had to do an iron man you're like who the hell is iron man and then you see it it's like this is dope but it's different now because there's already the established universe like right so i feel like personally instead of coming out with all this all this shit some shit was really, like loki great show i love loki yeah. but like let's say who was like there? They had a bunch of still a pieces still together in there. Like you have um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. You have Wanda. You have Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. You had some things. Yeah. You had plenty of stuff. Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Fucking. Yeah, you had a, big a one. ton of shit. And then Spider Man, they basically wiped from the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. Doctor Strange, they had do it with Wanda. <laughs> I'm like, dog, those were two of your guys. I know. You do two different do movies. Do two different like, shits. Please. And add more people that way. Yeah. They collab them. They're like, yo, let's, let's collab. And then the Guardians of the Galaxy, they came up with like, a Christmas special, which is pretty cute, by the way. I'm um, excited for They're making a third one, right? Are. I'm excited for that because those are some. I love the Guardians of the Galaxy. Those were really they're good. They're so funny. Those are really they're fucking so funny. good. So I think they could have done a lot from there, too. But they had them in, in the Thor movie. Mm-hmm. They have Thor still, too, which yeah. they barely introduced anything. Use that opportunity there. to introduce the new characters yeah. that you wanted yeah. instead of. Yeah. Wanda doing that stuff with Doctor Strange. Yeah, I feel like it was just a, it was a bad way to do it. Personally, I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm also like a super huge fan, so like I. And then where the fuck did you watch the Eternals? No, I I'll be honest. I feel like I haven't even I haven't been that into this new phase. Like after mm-hmm. the whole like I watched up to WandaVision when they released the show, and then like obviously like Endgame, I watched all that. But the new stuff, I really just I've had no desire to at all. There's a short list of things that are valuable like the loki show was cool it was did you like ragnarok i or, loved ragnarok. that's the new one right no, Rag- yeah. that's or love and thunder love and thunder love and thunder eh, i honestly didn't i honestly think it's one of my least favorite really i rewatch because i rewatched i rewatched it recently because mm-hmm. my sister i'm bringing her through the marvel movies yeah i brought her through everything for the most part she's caught up now mm-hmm. it took us like a year um <laughs> It's a lot. There's like 35 <laughs> There's movies. so many. And about eight, like seven, eight shows. Yeah. I haven't showed her all the shows because they're just irrelevant. Um, but Loki was relevant, so I showed her that. And WandaVision was relevant, so I showed her that. Yeah. But, yeah, dude, the fucking Eternals. Jesus Christ. That was a disaster, right? Such a huge flop mm-hmm. disaster. 
I remember watching it, I was just like, what the fuck is happening? Like, and I understand. I'm not one of those people that's stupid when I watch movies. When I watch movies, I'm fucking in it. I know exactly what's happening. I know every character's name. I know what's up. I'm yeah. in that universe. Mm-hmm. But this movie was just fucking stupid. You didn't know, yeah. I was like, why? There's They tried to introduce like nine characters. And they each had their own part of the film, like basically. I was like, dog, you know what that fucking is? A TV show. I know. That's your TV show. At that point, just do a TV show. Make Loki's a movie. Loki's could have been a movie because he, he could carry his own movie. Mm-hmm. These bums needed a TV show. We didn't know nothing about them. That's a, yeah, that's a good them. idea. If, you, if, you, if you're not introduced to the character yet, that's what the TV show should be for. Like, not the, it feels like not a the step, ones you know about yeah, already. Yeah, it feels like a step down when you bring them to a TV show. I'm like, why? Because then it makes Loki's show seem like a little less significant. Yeah. But it was such a huge thing. You could have made fucking two Loki movies about that. Dead yeah. serious. It was really cool. And Loki's his own character. It would have got a bigger budget. And then it would have made more money. And then yeah. it could have really had a second one. I think, you know, like, Loki's a fucking big draw. Tom Hiddleston's a big draw. Yeah. Great actor. Yeah. Yeah, he is. So, that's my Marvel rant. Uh-huh. I get excited about Marvel. I'm sorry. <laughs> you, so, you, you're you not a huge movie fan, though? Like, you would say just moderate? Not really. I feel like... I don't. I can't even say the big ones I go and see because, like... I hear so much about Top Gun and stuff. My dad was telling me, is like, you got to go see this movie. Like, Top Gun was fucking awesome. It's I haven't gorgeous. seen the first Top Gun. It's like, mm. I just, I don't know. Like, not yeah. a huge movie person, honestly. But you say music takes up most, more of your entertainment and creativity. Yeah, definitely. So who are some of your, I know you're a Juice World fan. Big Juice World fan. Kendrick Lamar was a big big one. Always been a Kendrick time. fan. Um, Future, Young Thug. like. Future. You know, a lot of like the stereotypical like. Dude, she's mad underrated. Still, in my opinion. Oh yeah, I remember because I I was going through my Kendrick Lamar phase like all of high school, and I still do listen to Kendrick a lot, but not nearly as much as before because I like listen to others now. It's like I remember during like first freshman year of college, I started listening to Future more. I'm like, oh my god, like I like I always said I like like lyrical rap and everything like that, like what Kendrick does. But I'm like, listen. Future Dude, does it his own way. That it's like it's so it's so good, you know. So fucking good. Dude. I f- oh, I love future. I love future. He's a fucking animal. I love, and it's, it's again it's very counterintuitive almost like future's music because like, you know, even though I'm I love beats. I'm a beat head. I always love, mm-hmm. I, I'll listen to the instrumental first. Then I think the the second most important thing for me is probably the vocal, mm-hmm. and then the lyrics. Yeah. Like, that's kind of the way it goes for me. But, like, any one of them can carry the yeah. song. But even still, I can recognize and say that I, it, to the masses, if your lyrics are really good, like, your song will get across. And if yeah. your production's incredible, like, it gets across. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually the mumble rappers don't have that type of shit. Yeah. And Future's the fucking king mumble rapper. Mm-hmm. But it just doesn't fucking matter. Because he's just so good. Yeah. And I hate when people... I remember especially, like, in high school, like, it was more common back then when, like, people like Young Thug and stuff were, like, really first starting to take off. Like, people were saying, like, this mumble rap is, like, terrible. Like, how can you listen to this? They're not saying anything. It's like, I don't even, I don't care what they're saying. It's like, like, Doug, I don't even know what the fuck It sounds good. That's what music is. Like, it's just supposed to sound good and make you into the, like, it gets you immersed into the music. That's what Future does. I I love Future. Yeah, he just makes... He just makes sounds that are pleasing. His yeah. voice is just another His, instrument. Just I like a lot of people. I and a lot of people discredit like mumble rap and or like mumble rap. Like, yeah. not everyone can go and make a song that sounds good on a beat like yeah. these artists can. Like that's a, that's an artistic like ability in its own. Like mm-hmm. like Young Thug to be able to 
say whatever he's saying, but make it sound in a way that goes literally just like this with the beat. Like, that is awesome. Like, yeah, he's really good You at can't that. discredit something like that. Thug's even better than Future at that, at, like, his voice being an instrument. Yeah. Like, he really, like, because he can have so many different vocal inflections. Sometimes he's, like, high, really high pitch, yeah. really low pitch. Yeah. He's always, he can change his energy. Future is, like, very much similar energy. That's why it's so, it makes no sense. Because he, he makes so much music, like, so, like, usually, like, you know, if you're making a lot of music and a lot of it, it's he's doing the same thing. It's going to be less quality, you think. But it isn't, You though. listen to his mixtapes, so especially from, like, 25... Like, Monster is my favorite project from oh. him. Love Monster. Mm-hmm. Like, you... Yep. Or Hen- Hendrix, I don't know. It's if, tied yeah, that's... Fra- Hendrix is the one with like, like, the white smoke, yeah, right? Yeah. That one's so it's good, like, yo. That's my favorite. That's my favorite. I, I love I love Future. And... <laughs> I will why? Say, like, I don't know. I, I don't know why. It just sounds I don't good. know. Yeah, I don't know. Cody I don't, crazy? I, I, yeah. Duh. Cody amazing like like are we serious i'm not on the drugs that future's on or anything but it's like music makes you feel a type of way that just is pleasing which is what music's there to do he really did he really has done some shit and even just like his collab like what a time to be alive with drake like that shit was great album his his album with young thug like another amazing like ds2 is one of my favorite people think that's like one of his best can't argue with that like so like but in what lane so like i feel like no one does that as good as him Mm-hmm. So like in a way he's like the goat of that. People like I think if it depends on who you're talking to. Like older like old like call them old like older heads like yeah, they they heads. think OGs. like Tupac like all that like they're the goat. But if you talk to like our generation, they're not gonna go with like unless you're like trying to fit in with them. It's like you like people can say future is the goat and like I will accept that. How like, crazy is that? Like it, it is crazy. And I don't think, and that's why I say he's underrated. Because in some aspects, to some people, in some ways, he is like the greatest. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Which is hilarious. It's awesome. it is hilarious, but I get it. Like I, I get. I know it. what you're saying. Like I feel fucking, that. Like let's be. And I say the same thing about some other guys, like uh, Lil Wayne, because is another one. Like I feel like when we were growing up. I remember seeing on YouTube comments and stuff. They're like, if Tupac was alive, Lil Wayne would be flipping burgers at McDonald's. <laughs> it's like, now we look at Lil Wayne, we're like, he was actually, like, he's he was, one of the goats. He was like, because so <laughs> I feel like there's some people out there that are really truly through and through, are what they are, born to be what they are. Yeah. And Lil Wayne, if he isn't the rapper, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, like, if I was to like paint a picture of a rapper, Put their backstory together. Say what what they sounded like, what they looked like, what bars they use, what kind of songs they make, how big they would get, mm-hmm. how they'd be when their career was on the back end. It would literally just be describing Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne, yeah. He and, did it for like twenty years to like the longevity oh, and everything God, like he has that. Everything. Like he brought along guys like Drake, Nicki yeah. Minaj. He brought them along. He started. He was in Young Money. He had beefs with Birdman. He almost died trying to kill himself yep. when he was like twelve. He has all these cool stories. Um, he had some, he had some like drinking and drug issues, still does, like, yeah, yeah. but it's just like the whole package. He so influential. He started the whole fucking little, little thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure like, I don't know it specifically, but the new artists like Lil Baby, like they all would credit someone like Lil Wayne. Yeah. They're like, oh, like no, that. I just like thought about it. But like in reality, when it's the first time any of them heard it, it had to have been Lil Wayne. Some yeah. of them weren't even alive when Lil Wayne was dropping his first shit. Yeah. You know, like Lil Baby. He can't be too much older than us, you know? Yeah. So, and, uh, you know, the Carter 1 came out in, like, 2000. Mm-hmm. Like, 2005, maybe. But, like, even if Lil Wayne, even if Lil Baby was, like, 
seven at the time. Like, that's really when you're first listening to shit. Yeah. For real. So that was probably a huge influence. And Lil Wayne's also gives mad credit to, like, the young guys. He loves young music. He's like, yo, like, like I'm never going to, like, um, talk shit about the young guys yeah. all that. And I just feel like he is the embodiment of, like, what rappers are. Yeah. And that's why I feel like in some respects you could say he's the greatest. Yeah. I, like, it's just, it's so mind-blowing because I feel like, like I said, as we were kids, like, that would never be an opinion. Yeah. Like, you, we grew up, like, hearing that Tupac, Biggie, like, they were all the GOAT. And, you know, but one now, day we're going to be it, sitting here and in, like, 20 years someone's going to be like, yo, Lil Uzi Vert, like, Lil Uzi Dirt really did that shit. <laughs> like, I remember when Lil Uzi came out and I was like, this kid's ass. He is dog But I'll tell you, no one does it their own way like Lil Uzi does. And I ain't even a huge Lil Uzi fan. Yeah, I'm not either, but like... But like, dog. There's songs that are on my playlist that I'm like... I'm getting nervous because he's really sticking around. Yeah. And he keeps reinventing his sound and like, I'm starting to see Goat Path. And I'm wondering, like, because, you know, to someone, he's going to be their goat. Once you're one person's goat... Yeah. For something opinionated, then you have claim. Yeah. You you can stake your claim and say, I am, like... Cause he, cause now he and he brought along all the SoundCloud guys. Yeah. So he's like a whole vein of rap. He's got himself. his own um, like umbrella kind of like punk rap, punk rap, emo like rap, emo yeah, rap. Yeah. He did that shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's impressive. It's very fuck. impressive. Yeah. Like that's a tough resume to turn down. <laughs> you know, like I look at Future, like he did all the all the mumble guys, like Atlanta trap. Yeah. He, like one of the Godfathers of trap. That's tough to turn down. Absolutely. You know, that's where like. That's where a guy like Kendrick Lamar is strange. Because he's so obviously the best, really, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. But it's like, where, if any, is the influence? Yeah. I mean, it, it it's hard because you know he's obviously so gifted in every aspect obviously. of making music. But defines a generation, in my opinion. I think, like, you know, defines a movement. He defines a generation. It's amazing. It's transcended music. Yeah. And then you just wonder, like, what is Kendrick's umbrella? Like, I, but I, I feel like he does. I don't, like. Who do you think? I mean, like, you'd know better than me, probably. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Because if you know, like, my big, <laughs> my friends always say, like, I'm very limited in my music. So I don't know that many artists, like, compared to what you may think or something. But. Right. Like, I do know there are a lot of artists that take inspiration from Kendrick Lamar. Like, most of, like, J.I.D., I don't know if you listen to him. He's in the dream, the dream, like, he's under J. Cole's label and everything. Like, he's one who's a young artist up and coming who's, if you listen to his music, you can really hear Kendrick's resemblance. And it's weird because what does Kendrick's resemblance sound like? Because he's more of, like, we grew up thinking he's, like, a lyricist and everything. But, I don't know, you, you can definitely tell. And I think that's what made Kendrick so special is because even if, I don't know, his sound was so unique without, I don't, I don't know. I think maybe what you're trying to say is like it just transcends like, it just transcends, you can't do it. Like you can't influence because no one can do that. It's like saying, uh, like, trying to think, like you're so good, you're not even an influence, or you're so different, you're not even an influence, you're just like, a one and a, one of a kind. Yeah, one of a kind. Like is Russell how I Westbrook. It. Yeah, Russell Westbrook at his peak, thirty, ten, and ten. No problem every night. That's not no one. You're, you're not going to influence anybody at six foot three and under to do that. Yeah, you can't. It, it's so unique. Yeah, it's just Steph my Curry on the other hand, like he can influence because people can shoot threes. You can yeah, sh- you can shoot them. You know. I just um, had my buddy yeah. tell me that Russell Westbrook shouldn't have won MVP that year just Bugging. because I'm like. 
listen, I understand the narrative. I feel like the the, the value of a triple double is diminishing, but you can't disrespect you know what Russ diminishing? was doing. Do you want to know why? Because of Russell Westbrook. Because he did it four years <laughs> in a row. He did it no problem. One year on the Wizards, he was averaging 22, 12, and 12. Yeah. Wasn't even fucking close. <laughs> he could have gone whole games with no assists, no rebounds, multiple, and been fine. Yeah. He had a 20-20-20 game because yeah. of the rolling 60s mm-hmm. because Nipsey hustled that. I know. That was a beautiful he game, too. He just felt like getting 20-20-20. Yeah. He was one of the first to ever have a, a triple-double where he didn't miss a shot and didn't have a turnover. Yeah. Let's not fucking act like Russell Westbrook. I know. I hate the revisionist history He's on a one. I remember when, when he... When he Won the MVP. I remember watching playing 2K. They put your archetype next to your player. And Russ was yours, or Ru- no? Not for my player. Just like next to them. Like it would say, like you know, for LeBron, inside out. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Like inside out, like star forward. Whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, offensive minded star like uh, Kevin Durant, like pure scorer, mm-hmm. whatever. For Russell Westbrook, it literally said the only player in the game where it says it, where it said this, one of a kind. <laughs> That's yeah, because that's what he was at yeah. the time. You know, like yeah. let's not fucking forget who Russell Westbrook. Was. I know. I love Russ. The Laker, the Lakers' reputation is diminishing him right now. Yeah. But I feel like no, like he had, like, true hoop etched. fans are not going to forget what Russ did. Right. So he, but he again, he's an outlier. He's mm-hmm. such a he's so unique. It's a unicorn. Doesn't make him better than Steph, but you know Steph could never do. No one can do what yeah. he did. Shaq. No one can do what Shaq did. Yep. And that's what will always, they'll always have their place. Mm-hmm. Kendrick Lamar, I don't think people can do that. Like, I just yeah. don't think. And Kanye West, like, I don't think people can do that. What's so special about, like, Kendrick and even Kanye, too, that you brought him up is, like, they can do whatever, I feel like they can do whatever they put their mind to. Like, Kendrick, right. if he wants to be a lyricist, he can. But he also, like, he will make radio songs and He's everything just like producer. Future and them can. Like, yeah. He can do what he wants, and that's what makes him so special. In my opinion, I always feel like Kendrick will always be the GOAT to me just because I grew up listening to him. He, like I said, if there's something he wants, he can put his mind to it and make that sound. Like Yeah, like the whole, even just the whole, some of, the, some of his concepts. I loved, my favorite album is probably Good Kid, Mad City. Yeah, which I love. Because it's the most accessible, I think. Yep. I think that was his, like, all right, like, just so you guys know. Straightforward story. I can make a beautiful, it's a, the story is just beautiful. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, it's mad, like, listenable. Yeah. Like, people, you know, people play swimming pools. You can aux, yeah, you can aux, you can aux those songs. You don't aux Tip of a Butterfly, but that's, in yeah, its own respect, Bo- another great album. Yeah, but Tip of a Butterfly makes that one hit Mm-hmm. The, all right, which all right. defines a generation yeah. in a lot of ways. Defines yeah. a lot of people's life, you know, mm-hmm. and becomes like the anthem of a movement, which is really impossible to do. Yeah, and then he, but it's again that, that one's really hard to like. You can't ox that. Yeah, that that album for the most part. For the most part, but yep. like just the way that like it all comes out in at the end. I love the ending when I listen to the whole With Tupac. I listen to the whole Mortal Man yeah. every time I play it. Yeah, it comes up on shuffle. Because I love hearing him talk to Tupac. Yeah. It's a beautiful sentiment. How the fuck do you think of that? <laughs> and then make it sound so cohesive at the end. And oh, it was so good. And then damn, like and you then can he listen followed to up with damn backwards. Like yeah, it's just, shit makes no sense. <laughs> damn's another one that he went back to, and it's like these are songs you can play anywhere for the most. Like obviously yeah. a select few you can't, but like he went back to that like idea that it's yeah, like kid mad city type yeah you can play any of these songs and it will go you yeah know? and then i think this one's not this most recent has this been is else, another yeah. to, to pin butterfly type thing 
But whereas To Pimp a Butterfly was for people, for the people, mm -hmm. this was for him. For himself, yeah. So I feel like that's why it's obviously going to have much less love than To Pimp a Butterfly. But Definitely. still, again, I, I'm listening to I, it. I like, still love that album, you know, yeah. It's like some shit like is just so fucking intense. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I think it's that type of versatility and the ability to like really do the little shit. You can do the little shit. Mm -hmm. You know, that's where it just separates those guys. Because like he can just do something so unique that like... No one else can touch him in those aspects. Yeah. And, like, for Kanye's examples, I guess you could say, like, the first three albums were really his, like, let me make it as me. Let me make it. Mm -hmm. He had to make it first. Yeah. So he makes his first three albums, becomes the biggest star in the world in a lot of ways. And then he makes 808s. People fucking hated 808s. At yeah. The time. Yeah. I, now I love 808s. Yeah. I'm kind of the same way where I didn't like it initially especially as a kid like i just did not like 808 yeah and i grew up and i'm like okay i have a new appreciation for this because hey, a lot of ways i think 808s and then yeezus that inspired that's we were just talking about umbrellas and stuff kanye kind of paved the way for people like drake where and you know by extension mm. like later down the line like juice world and stuff where it's like we can make like love rap songs and which stuff is like crazy that, that like, he did this shit he inspires my people but i still don't think i think that the peak kanye is 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 the only part that I can see of his that never got replicated in any way. Like the first three albums of him making soul infused sample beat sample beats, that is now that there's a whole branch of rap that mm -hmm. is that yeah. now. Mm -hmm. Whole vein. Yep. And then the love shit yep. is its own thing. The eight oh eights just in general bringing eight oh eights into rap yeah. like, is crazy. Yeah. And then Yeezus, like like a lot of like um, Twisted Fantasy is another one. Oh my god. But I think that that's what I'm saying. Dark Twisted Fantasy I don't think I've ever seen anybody do that. Yeah, I even though Kendrick, that's its own thing. Kendrick might be. I think he's my favorite artist of all time. Twisted Fantasy is always like the past like four or five years has been my favorite album. Un, like undoubtedly. Yeah, like, like you can't influence people to make Lost in the World or 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 Runaway. All of the lights. Like, you can't influence Runaway into yeah. a generate. You can't because yeah. it's just like a beautiful. It's like a, it's like a magnus opus. Like it's like the yeah. the top tier of music. Since some people's top ten songs ever, mm -hmm. which is funny because Pusha T's on it. Yeah. So I was saying this the other day, like Pusha T is just casually sitting in people's top ten songs of all time. <laughs> some people love Good Life. T Pain's just chilling in your. In your I remember T Pain was doing a hits battle versus somebody, right? And shit, yo, this was fucking hilarious. He was like, "All right, man. All right, man. Like, let me play this one last song. I, was like, I got, I got one. Like, I forget who he was going up against. And he goes, "Boom!" And he played Good Life, and I was like, "Dog." Get that out of your heads. You know that shit ain't you. Okay. Like, bro, that's Kanye's song. We know that. We know you. You ain't do. Sh like, you did your shit, but you did. I get it though. If if you get that's his number one song though. That is yeah. T Pain, a massive artist, industry changing artist, at revolutionized auto tune, everything. Yep. Bartender. Uh, like, like whatever. That's the other song. Buy you a drink. Buy you a drink. These are two huge songs. Mm -hmm. But when he needs to get to get one to more dip song. into his bag, he's like, yo. what? He just goes to like maybe what it ends up being Kanye's like fifth or sixth best song. He's like, yo, I need that. And he's only a feature and he's like tries to hide behind it. Like, he was like, boom. <laughs> I'll never forget. That shit was funny. I know shit. those versus battles were hilarious because you saw that all the time. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. This and then is like, really your song. Yeah, I'm like, dog, stop pulling up your features. Dog. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, like if you put like together a really good verse, that's one thing. What's your favorite guest verse? <sighs> I don't I know. I think I was listening to mine the other day. It's, it's. I'm just gonna say it. it was um 
Money Trees, J-Rock. J-Rock. That I, was a fucking Dan, I literally was thing. just thinking that because I don't know why my brain instantly went to Good Kid, Mad City. I'm like, okay, I really like Drake's verse on Poetic, Poetic Justice. Justice. That was so but good. there was one other, Money Trees, J-Rock. Literally, by, by far, my favorite feature. And it's really, really hard to make because it's the third verse, I think, of the song. Yeah, it's, it's at the, the last, very end. That's yeah. fucking hard yep. to do. To make, but I, if you do it right, that's how I know it's so good. Another verse I love, Rick Ross and Devil in a New Dress. Yeah, the, the the guitar instrumental, it it's just builds you up to that verse and it just makes it so special. And then Rick Ross just goes in there and he's spitting his shit. Because <laughs> in the end, Rick Ross, I think, is a better rapper than Kanye. Yeah. Kanye, I don't think, is a great rapper. He's just got so much fucking swag and confidence that mm-hmm. like it makes him a great rapper. Yeah. So, but Rick Ross, he does this shit. Like, yeah. if he wants to, Rick Ross can do that shit, mm-hmm. which is funny because it's Rick Ross. Yeah. But dog, that verse is incredible. <laughs> it's a really, really good guest verse. I'm thinking that um, song's one of a kind. I love that song. What's one? What's any, are there any other ones that you, that come to mind? I can't see. I'm on the spot right now, and I can never remember. I'm trying to think. I'm gonna look at my see if I can find anything on Spotify. Like, I feel like um. Not that it's an all-time one, but Lil Baby on Wants and Needs. Mm-hmm. Drake, that was awesome. Who, like, was there's good. just so many good ones, you know? Like, yeah. I like to think of one that, like, transforms the song in a lot of ways. Like, almost like... Like, that's all... Like, J-Rock, like... J-Rock changes the, the feeling of the song in a lot yeah. of ways. It's like, Money Trees, like, I feel like the way it goes, it feels like... I, I The image in my mind is like a money tree, like a palm tree almost, like flowing in the air mm-hmm. kind of like, you know west coast and that's what it is but then j-rock comes in and it's like a very like intense yeah person. j-rock kind always of, brings the power and that's like what power. you feel it's like the build-up is to j-rock and then yeah and then he he closes it out beautifully yeah so that's why i, I always think about that verse that's def that has to be my favorite yeah i can't think of any off the top of my head right now but it's between that one and the rick ross one for me because the rick ross one just, I don't fucking do that shit gets me going. Hold on. Well, it's the last line in that. That's just like, yeah, that Rick Ross. Sipping rosé all alone. Sipping rosé all alone. Oh, dude. I got to look up devil in a new dress lyrics. You got to find this right now. This shit's crazy. This is his last. Um, yeah. Just, no, nah, it's not even the last line. It's the second to last line. Uh, up to, up through it. God bless the man. Oh, yeah, you know, he says, I shed a tear before the night's nice over. over. God bless the man I put this ice over, which is fucking hard as shit. That shit's so crazy. <laughs> Getting Tupac money twice, twice over. over. That's hard as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I love s- that about rap. Like, okay. A lot Bro. of people, rap is not a very, like. Oof. That's hard. When you, in, especially mainstream, rap is not the most accessible genre, like, mm. in terms of playing on the radio, on, like, the masses liking it and stuff. I love that rap. You can listen to something, listen to it, listen to it, listen to it, and then like maybe on the fifteenth listen, you find like a whole new meaning to a lyric, and it's and like, just like oh my, like God. like it just blows your mind because especially like the lyrical ones. I don't know if you listen to Absol. That's another. Oh yeah, he just came out. Yeah, and you, you yeah to I it? loved it. I Oof. loved it. Oof. Like, that was crazy. Absol has these songs that he'll say something, and they mean like three different things mm. in the same sentence. I'm like. How can how can someone do that? Like that's yeah. that's poetry to a new level. To and just like, puts it into a song too. Like, yeah, just like casual. It's just like one of like what sixteen bars or something yeah, he has, bar. and it's like how how do you do that? Three like, sixteen bar verses, whatever the yeah. fuck you put together, and it's just like 
Oh, it's so pretty. I don't, I don't even know. This, but this verse, see, nothing that rap can do. If you don't, say say you don't, like, make the triple entendre of, yeah. of all time. The greatest. Like, you can just say some fucking really dope shit. Yeah. Getting Tupac money twice over is hard as but fuck. Yeah. Because it's like, you know, two packs, Tupac. It's like, it's a little bit of a double entendre, but really, all you're just saying is like, yeah, I'm that guy. Yeah. Which yeah. is just crazy yeah. to say. It's a, it's so <laughs> sick. I love the way Kanye puts the verse, the, the hook in this. Put your hands to the constellations. Mm-hmm. That alone. Yeah. Just, you're not putting, not put your hands to the sky. Don't raise the roof. Don't touch the ceiling. Don't touch the stars. Put your hands to the constellations. Yeah. What a cool way. And that's just the thing with lyricism in general. Um, I'm not a huge country fan. Me either. But I have been listening to one guy. Cool. Zach Bryan. I've heard a lot of him. And I've heard of him. I love him. Yeah. I love him. Don't know why, but I love him. <laughs> and he has this one song called Something in the Orange. Mm-hmm. The orange being like the sunset. Something in the air. But you, he could have said something in the air. Mm-hmm. Easily. Could have yeah. said there's something in my mind. Mm-hmm. Easy thing to say. Could have said something in the sunset and something in like the orange sky. Could have yeah. even just specified a little bit. Yeah. But something about just leaving it to something, something in, the in the orange. orange. Yeah. Is like fucking, oh, it just gets me going. I talk, <laughs> it gets me going. It gets the people going. It gets the people going. <laughs> For real. Uh, yeah, another great song. That's a, Those aren't guest verses, though. That's a collab. Yeah, that's album. a collab. Yeah. What a collab. I know. That's like the two, the two guys for rap. Like, we need a collab like that. Yeah. I want a Kanye I remember Drake collab. I want Kendrick J. Cole was always the one oh, I always yeah. wanted. Because they always, the thing that pissed they me off, they teased it. about it. Like, yeah. what? Didn't they make music? Didn't that how J. They, Cole got a start? Was J. He, producing for- he produced He produced songs for Kendrick, I remember, on on his earlier stuff. Um, and then. You've heard Black Friday, I assume, right? Oh my but God. like, how how can you give us a taste of something like that? They probably and, have it. They oh, probably have probably because they, they tease about they tease, songs, They used just... to tease about it all the time, where they're like, "Yeah, like K. Dot J. Cole on the way." It's like every where, once where in a while, it, I know? bet they meet up and have dinner every <laughs> once in a while, and and they both first they have to get out the way. They're like, you know, probably smoking weed. <laughs> and and then Kendrick's probably like, "Yo, I still think I'm the best." <laughs> And then J. Cole's like, I still think I'm the best. I'm like, all right, cool. Yo, so should we drop those 13 songs yet? It's like, nah. Nah. Let's fuck with them more. In fact, let's make a bonus track. Let's make a deluxe to the album that they don't know about yet. And then they probably have a whole album. If I were them, I'd make a whole album mm-hmm. with the other guy. Yeah. And I'd say, all right, if one of us dies, we drop. Mm-hmm. That's just first things first. But if not, we wait till the numbers just ain't the same, and then we'll drop it and, and we'll then fucking shake the entire and planet, blow up the whole like internet. Yeah, because every f- one last boom. Yeah, one last boom when we're like sixty. Yeah, or fifty, whatever. Before it <laughs> you know, sounds too dated. But like, because imagine if like think about well, who's an old artist. Uh, A fuck. Of- let's say. Come on, know, Dan. Like, Anybody from like the nineties? Yeah, like 80s. especially like nineties rap, like or boombox rap. Let's like say the 80s, like the like, like N.W.A. and uh, like Wu Tang mm-hmm. Clan. Not that they were really together at the same time. Really, I think Wu Tang was a little before their time. So let's let's think of a different comparison. Then actually, that's not that's not gonna work. Let's say Michael Jackson and Prince. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, a good awesome. comparison. Yeah, perfect. Let's say they had a collab. Mm-hmm. They're both dead now. Mm-hmm. That could drop today, and it would be the best selling album. 
for like the next whole year. Definitely. It's MJ and Prince. Definitely. You know what I mean? It's MJ yeah. and fucking Prince. So I'd listen to the whole thing through. I know. I think everybody just had an intrigue would have to yeah, listen to the whole way that's through. That's just two artists everyone knows. Yeah, so. you couldn't not listen to that. Especially if they had a, in a, like a, just like a two week rollout like of just them. You know, you make a little collab video. Oh, that'd be mint. <laughs> That'd be cool. My marketing brand. Um, <laughs> I'm marketing something that doesn't exist right now. Uh, but it was just, so I feel like you could really, you could do it. Like, it's not like it's like you'd be even too dated. If Otis Redding, I love Otis Redding, he died when he was like 26 years old, by mm-hmm. the way. Do you know that? Oh, no, I didn't. You know didn't. Otis Redding? The guy, he sings uh, Sitting on the Dock of the Bay. I didn't know he died that young. He yeah. sounds like he's 80 in the yeah. songs, which is why it sounds so crazy. But he died when he was 26 in a plane crash. Really? Yeah. Wow. Right, crazy. <laughs> he, he, he didn't even know, you know Sitting on the Dock of the Bay, the song? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He he recorded it like three days prior. He didn't, he never Christ. knew he never knew he was like that famous. He knew he was famous. He knew he never knew that that song was his thing. Anyways, yeah. But if he had an album that was in like the fucking sixties, if he had an album come out today with like Ray Charles or something, I'd be like, please. I'd listen to it. So yeah. I think the same thing would happen if Kendrick and J Cole. Any rap at fan, any point. even if you're not a Kendrick fan, you're not a J Cole fan. You would listen to that, like especially if it was back in the day, like if they when made they it like two, five years ago. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that'd be cool. Every April first, I get jammed up. They, yeah, they just fuck. They stay posting shit on. It. Everyone April first is like Kendrick and J Cole are dropping. I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> I had a friend. You know Andrew Torres. You know Torres. Yeah. He <laughs> he got jammed up by April Fools three times in one day. <laughs> Like, bro, we we jammed. One thing happened. Like, Celtics made a trade. I was like, deadline was last week. Like, don't get don't get jammed up right now. So he thought that out. Yeah, and then he said something else to us in the next box. We're on Xbox, and he got jammed up again, like on the same day. And I was like, bro, you're getting fucked up right now. There's just some people you can fool like with anything. And he's usually not that way, which is funny. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Harry Johnson. <laughs> I could I could have her thinking that that's real. Um, but then later in the day, like we, we roasted him about this on Xbox for like hours. You know, I'm like, all right, whatever. See you towards. Blah, blah, blah. I check Instagram later. He reposts. He reposts on his story the the, the J Cole Kendrick. He was like, he was like, I'm pumped. And I was like, and I slid up. I was like, bruh. Who's gonna tell? There's him? no way you got jammed up three times on in one day on April. Like, bruh, I want to be a fucking idiot. That's like being surprised. I feel like after the first one, you should not believe anything else you see the rest of the day. For real, because that's like if I came home. And I got hit with a surprise birthday party three times. <laughs> like, well, actually, guess not, because like, if you got hit with one, if you hit with more than one, that'd be crazy. But that's like being, that's like coming home on your birthday, and I don't get why people are shocked about surprise birthday parties. Really. Yeah, I feel like, like bro, keep it in the back uh, of your mind. Like, it's you your might birthday. get surprised. It's your and birthday. you can usually tell if something's up. For sure. So like, yeah. that's like being surprised about like, that's being that's like being surprised someone said happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to your yeah. birthday. That's what that's. He was like, well, how was I supposed to know? I was like, bro, don't be. It's April 1st. Don't like. be fucking stupid. How about that? Don't be fucking stupid. Um, but yeah, okay, Zach. So, how long do you think we've been going for? If you were to guess. I don't know. 30, 45 minutes? Hour and a half. Really? Hour and a half. That's the time, right? That's the, that's the, that's time. the target. That's the target. It's somewhere between hour 15 and hour 45 <laughs> is usually where I like to cut because I just don't want keep everyone around too yeah um how was your experience on the dogcast in general i loved it yeah i love you are a like you you have a very diverse taste in everything like you the thing like i like how you have so many interests in different things because i feel like me and you relate a lot where 
we don't set our minds on one thing learn about like we like learning about so many different things yeah and it just you can talk about like anything you, you know? really can't I, I mean i feel like i can't feel like you can i feel like that's what makes me okay at this because yeah. in the end that's like, why you're you're a good podcast out of I'd anyone i know from medford you're the guy i'm for the a guy podcast. to make one. absolutely if someone were to make one it'd be me absolutely right absolutely right. yeah all right well i pre- hey zach appreciate the words so <laughs> of much of course thank you so much for coming on thank you for having me on um, hope i was an interesting guy <laughs> oh you were great dude. this is gonna be great this will be a little bit of a different format i'm excited for people to watch it um if you made it this far thank you again yeah, thank like you. subscribe all that shit you made it this far like fucking what are you doing yeah um yeah otherwise bye-bye see you see you next time thank you boom